delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangsta Rap. Let's go. Gangsta Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangsta Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Anna Paquin grew up in New Zealand and went to an open audition for the movie The Piano when the film was set to begin production in New Zealand. Anna got the role and was the second youngest to win at age 11 an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in the film. She can also be seen in the X-Men series as Rogue, the film The Irishman, and the HBO series True Blood. On this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast, Anna Paquin reflects on her extensive acting career and her TV series, Flack. Anna, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for joining me at LA Week. Thank you for having me. So now, this is beyond beautiful. Uh, this is Venice. Yeah. I'm going to call it your Venice. My Venice. Yeah. Our Venice. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. How long have you been here? Um, about 13 years. I wow. Yeah. I This is the only place I lived mm. in LA since I moved out for True Blood. Oh, so many years ago. And were you, have you, did you grow up a beach girl or no? Yeah, I mean, I'm from New Zealand, so yes, it's all beaches and mountains. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're you're never more than a stone's throw away from the ocean. Which... And, and how different is this? Because this is heavenly. How different is this? Well, our beaches are less crowded. Okay. But there's fewer people there. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. Um, but you know, midweek when there's no sort of, it, it's pretty uncrowded right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but no, I love I love being by the ocean. I did see some crazy clips from True Blood. That was... It was fun. Was it? Yeah. And where did you guys do that? Where were you guys? Well, it's supposed to be set in Louisiana. We shot um, some of our exteriors in Louisiana the first couple of seasons. Um, 
and uh, but they built lots of sets for us on a ranch up in Malibu, oh, um, in the canyon. Nice. Oh. Actually, it was incredibly weirdly like a microclimate, so it was like right. bizarrely cold. Okay. Um, and then the back lot at Warner Brothers, and then a studio in West Hollywood. Right. Um, but yeah, it turns out when you chuck enough Spanish moss over things and <laughs> right. hose down the right. outdoors right. and, right. you know. But also just like the, the longer the show ran, the yeah. more sense it made to have complete control over all of our locations. Of and did you guys go five years or how long Seven. did you guys go? Seven. Interesting. Yeah. Did you think going in it was going to be that long? I'd never done episodic. So, okay. right. you know, it was kind of like, this is cool. This is fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it was one of those shows that was either going to be a massive hit or people right. were going to, what were you guys on? Right. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. And, you know, it hit the the right notes, I guess, at the right yeah. time. And yeah. we we got to do it for quite some time. Do you feel like you know why things become hits? No. Because you... No? Okay, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> no. no delusion. No, no, no. 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 You feel, okay. My crystal ball is... Okay. Not non-existent on that front. D- did you have one where you thought it was going to hit? And then I don't tend to get my hopes up for that. I okay. kind of assume that, you know, you <laughs> you do the work, you're happy with that, and then you kind of need to just walk away because yeah. everything else that happens afterwards is completely out of your control. Oh, interesting. That so, is probably a better way to... And if you get too caught up in what the reaction is going to be. Yeah. It's just a little bit grating on your, yeah. you know, self-esteem for yeah. starters, yeah. but also <laughs> it doesn't really foster creativity yeah. when you're just, when you're thinking about the end result. Yeah. Like I know people who do that yeah. and I'm not sure, that's not personally how I yeah. like to work. Do you think you'll ever flip fully to the other side? Could you see a world in which you do a lot less acting and you mainly do directing and producing? Um. I think I will always want to um, be an actor in some capacity and sometimes because it certainly is a part of who I am and who I've always been. But I love producing. I haven't directed yet. Okay. 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 You know? Okay. And, um, but yeah, Yeah. very much. But I've been doing this for 30 years. That is crazy. So what would have happened to you, do you think, if you hadn't stumbled upon? Because I've heard you say before. Well, I grew up in New Zealand, yeah, and yeah. I, my parents are teachers. Right. And, oh, my parents too. And yeah. um, played the cello pretty seriously. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, pro- I might have done something creative, but okay. yeah. I don't know. Huh. It's just not, it wasn't on the... <laughs> it's, it's one of those things yeah. where it's like it's hard to right. envisage if the really crazy, weird, freaky, lucky thing hadn't happened, yeah. it would have wow. been just a whole other life. Wow. And how did you get ready for that first role? I didn't. You, you literally did. You just. Well, I mean, I had, we had like rehearsals right, and right. the character was from Scotland, so I right. worked with a dialect coach. Right. And, but I didn't know you were supposed to be intimidated. Oh, interesting. And nobody was really dying to like, wrote that to me because when kids don't know that what the sort of end result is and are unselfconscious from now as an adult on set that's when you get like I think the best stuff is when they're just being in the moment and free yeah yeah. have you ever been uh, in a professional setting unselfconscious that unselfconscious again yeah occasionally okay yeah okay 
Not not all the time, right. but you have moments where you do just kind of lose yourself in what you're doing and right. nothing else kind of exists outside of it and it's glorious. Yeah, I, uh, I heard a comedian recently say that the best comedians are the free ones, mm-hmm. are the ones who, who go that way. Whereas I think conversely, I think some of the athletes I think do better when they actually do feel the pressure. Yes. Yeah. No, there's that, there's definitely yeah. two kind of modes. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, like doing live theater, obviously, mm-hmm. there is that same kind of adrenaline yeah. that's leading up to, and right. everyone has their own kind of weird little pre-show, right. Right. how I get into my headspace yeah. things. Yeah. And then you are kind of like, this is, yeah. there's no second take. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, this is it. This is it. Yeah. So, you know. You better bring it. Bring it. And also people, yeah. in a very real way, have yeah. taken their time and yeah. their money to come and see you. Oh, like. Yeah. You owe them a good show. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I don't mean to sound right. cynical, yeah, but you do. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. You know, it's so interesting. Uh, the late Kobe Bryant used to uh, say that about why he would not take games off when other star mm-hmm. athletes started. Mm-hmm. Are you a sports fan at all? Somewhat. You know, somebody. I'm sports fan adjacent. Oh, I haven't heard that phrase before. I kind of like that. Adjacent to basketball, football, rugby? Um, well, I'm married to an Englishman, so oh, okay. we're, a, I mean, what we call football in our household, <laughs> but you guys call soccer. Yes, yes. Um, and cricket and rugby. Oh, okay. Those are all New Zealand. The cricket right. and rugby is a Kiwi thing as well. Yeah. I actually loved your All Blacks uh, team. I remember the first time coming uh, They're always it. amazing. They and are. Yeah. They almost always win. Yeah. They didn't win the World Cup last time, and England won, and we were shooting season two of Flack, and there may have been some victory dances happening around the monitor. But I was like, I was like oh, if you guys have to make such a big fuss about winning, then it must be so rare. Good comeback. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, my pride good, is fine. Thank you. Good comeback. You guys do win consistently. There was a moment when um, a lot of the American football teams were trying to raid the All Black to try and get your players to come play American football. Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but also, yeah. I, th- I, I mean, it's a different whole, yeah. you know, yeah. whole thing. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, in different countries, the really big, giant, elite athletes yeah. get shoveled into different sports. Yeah. Here's basketball or American right. football, you know, right. but that's right. just, those are our sports. Yeah. So. And do you play sports or you? Um, I never did any of the bats, rackets, balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's French for no. That's <laughs> <laughs> Running gymnastics, track and field, okay. <laughs> all the stuff where you move, right. but nothing else moves. Right, right. right. I didn't okay. do any team sports, but also okay. I didn't have a particularly conventional childhood. So, uh-huh. like, yeah. you can't no. really. Did, wait, did you ever get a break after uh, that first? Uh... Oh, yeah. No, okay. I, but right. I would, I'd be in school and then right. I would go and, I mean, my, my mom was very particular about um, if I was going to miss school for something and be yeah. away from home for something, yeah. it was had to be something of substance. Yeah. So she had very you know, good taste and high standards yeah. on my behalf. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm kind of lucky because, you know, I didn't come from one of those families where my folks wanted it more than I did. Right, like, right, you know, right. she still to this day yeah. will be like, are you sure? Oh, go She's mom. like, if you don't, you know, she's like, if you don't like it anymore, <laughs> there's so many other things right. that you could do, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I came from that family, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. they sort yeah. of sell my child to the highest bidder. Right. So, S- siblings or no? Yeah, I'm the youngest. Of how many? Three. And did either the older no. two? So you were the, you were the first and the only yeah, one that... Yeah, first and only. And in my, my family that I'm aware of in general. Did that change the family dynamic at all? I mean, yes and no, in the yeah. sense that 
New Zealand was an even tinier country okay. than it is now, and there right. wasn't a big film industry there in the way there, you know, this is like pre-Lord of the Rings, Peter right, Jackson, right, yes. sort of like the explosion of people going and shooting down in our part of the world. Um, so what happened to me and therefore my family was very uncommon huh. as far as like there being suddenly all this attention on one tiny little girl. Right, right. Um, but it didn't really affect the dynamic. It was more just like a very, it was just a big thing yeah. to have happened to a family that has nothing to do with show business. Yeah. So, so in retrospect, how do you survive that? Because you know, in the States here, there used to be endless streams of stories of child actors who ended up struggling. Sure. Um, what did you guys do? Right? I think, honestly, I think it's the thing of having, I mean, for starters, you don't really get to be kind of arrogant and full of yourself if you're from New Zealand. It's just not culturally what we, we don't encourage that. So, you know, it kind of keeps the, the, the self, the, the ego in check. Um, but also, it wasn't something that my family considered to be more special or better than anything else that we, any of us kids did in any of the other aspects of our lives. So there was no sort of artificial importance on it. And therefore, it was, if it continues to be something that I enjoyed and get pleasure from and I'm feeling creatively yeah. great about, yeah. then cool. But if not, there was absolutely no pressure to ever continue. So until I was sort of roughly 15-ish when I was like, no, I, this is this is really what I want to do. And my older siblings were off in college already, so right. it wasn't as disruptive yeah. to then be like, okay, well, maybe we'll move to LA yeah. for a bit. And Oh, so your, your parents moved as yeah, well? Yeah, my mom, my mom did. Um, oh, nice. We moved yeah. out to LA for a couple of years right. and uh, so I could finish high school. And yeah. the deal was I had to get into college and go for a year okay. and then, because I wanted to move to New York immediately. Right, right. Um, and so I did that. Okay. And actually, I loved college. It was the first time I'd been sort of not on set 24-7 and doing school at the same time and found it all quite freeing and fun. And then I discovered theater, yeah. which I'd never done before and did tons of off-Broadway theater yeah. instead of my second, third, and fourth year of college. Okay. <laughs> I had a different education. Right, right. And did college add anything to your acting or no? You know what it was is that it made it a really clear choice. Okay. As opposed to this is this thing that happened that I'm kind of along for the ride and it's wonderful, yeah. but I don't know if I love it. Yeah. And yeah. then I think there's a difference between the thing that you happen to sort of other people say think you're good at and right. it being the thing that you love. Okay. And I think the sort of really choosing it as an independent, I mean, I say adult, but I was right. 18, so <laughs> right. let's right. be real. Right. 18-year-olds are not grown-ups, <laughs> or 19 when right, I you know, right. finished may, my first year. They feel like they are, but okay. They certainly do, okay. um, right. but, but they're not. <laughs> um, right. You know, yeah. they're very, very, I've got stepkids yes. over that age, right, so right, I'm like, right, they're, right. it's funny to think how grown-up I felt. Yeah, right, right. But, um, yeah, no, it's, because um, then it was my choice, because okay. there was a lot that kind of went with it that, wasn't always appealing, you know, and, and, but I think once you are in a position to actively do it for your own reasons, then you're in the driving seat, you know? And, and what part do you love? What, what, what part, what part brings you joy? What part do you love? I love 
creating characters and telling stories. I love the the actual yeah. acting right, right, or the re- right. if you're in theater like the rehearsals when yeah. you're sitting around like yeah. figuring out what all the details and the nuances yeah. and the and all of that. I mean, I I love the creative aspect of it. Yeah. That's right. just that's where I'm happy. Right. Drama versus comedy versus Well, I I've never done like traditional broad comedy, yeah. Flack, which yep. right. um, we have coming out, yeah. is on some levels a very dark comedy, right. but it's very, very right. dark humor. But that <laughs> right. is my humor as well. Yeah. So I'm not drawn towards particularly like bubbly, effervescent humor, mm. but also I've never done it. So if it was oh. well written, you know, like yeah. good material is good material, yeah. but I'd probably need a little, you know, a little encouragement because <laughs> it's just not in my in my wheelhouse yet. You know what I mean? Would you have done Sex in the City? Would you think you would have enjoyed a Sex in the City kind of role? Uh, that yeah, kind of comedy, probably. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. th- I mean, I grew up. I was the generation of like younger girl that watched right. that show obsessively. So yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yes, of course. <laughs> Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, 
and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Are you a runner? Yeah. You're a runner. Yeah. Okay. And when you're the person, when you go to a new city, you'll just run for fun? You'll just <laughs> go discover the city? Yeah. Okay. Or if I'm in the middle of nowhere, just be like, okay. So that's roughly however many miles to and from my... Yeah. Well, let's see. It's the sport you can take everywhere you go. Yeah. You see running shoes. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, walking? Are you one of the... Uh... Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a walker. I'm a, okay. I'm, a, I'm a foot traffic person. Right. Walking is my favorite mode of transportation. Okay. <laughs> Hence moving from New York and moving to Venice, which yeah. is um, oh, the right. only place in L.A. you can really walk. Oh, right. I also didn't know how to drive, so yeah. there was that. Wait, and, and just because you didn't know how to drive, or is there something about driving that you don't enjoy? I had, well, I grew up in a city with lots of public transportation, okay. and then briefly lived in LA, but was always working, and it just yeah. didn't get around to it. Right. And then I moved to New York, so yeah. there was just never a need for it. And wait, where were you, Auckland or where? Wellington, I grew up in Wellington. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, but then I find when I was doing True Blood and kind of right. found that I lived here again, <laughs> right. I did eventually, yeah. you know get a driver's license because it's a little crazy Mm -hmm. not to know how to drive in this city but it's not my preferred luckily i married someone who loves to drive ah okay okay so there's no um there's no arguments there right right made it easy do you guys do long family drives or anything like that do you guys do trips sometimes yeah Yeah. but you know we also do long family airplane rides because all of our family is either in new zealand or the uk so We're good at long haul, any of them. <laughs> right. The car is like easy because yeah. you can stop. All right, where would you live if you could start this thing over? Where else would, uh, where would you love living? I don't know, I kind of, I'm not entirely sure that I don't see myself ending up back in New York at some point. Interesting, New York New York got you. Yeah, it got me young. I yeah. remember going there when I was like 12 to do press for something and just sort of looking out at all the, yeah. and just going, this. And, and was it the electricity? Yeah. Was it the colorful people? Yeah, was it. it people doing their own thing yeah, all the time? Yeah, just the energy yeah. and the, that it never, it never stops. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, even as like a little kid, but like when I was jet lagged, so I was awake yeah. at weird times. Just like there's just people everywhere yeah. all the time, yeah. and it's you know, and you kind of there's a there's a kind of fantastic non-specialness, right, right, to being just part of the crowd. Oh, interesting. So you like a little edge. Yes, but I also don't like being kind of, you know, center of attention. Like, I'm not, okay, okay, you're not that person. I'm not that person. Yeah, so yeah. I like just kind of getting to blend into the yeah. atmosphere yeah. and do my own thing. Uh, I know. What about politics? Because I feel like you mm-hmm. care deeply. Yes, I do. Yeah. How did that happen? Is that mom? Is that dad? Is it you? I think that's also uh, upbringing, um, right. obviously, but right. also just, I don't... <laughs> I think at a certain point, if you remain non-political, that's right. kind of chosen ignorance to a certain extent. Oh, it's like, well, yeah. yep, fair. Yep. I mean, yep. yep. And and especially in the era we've lived, yeah, we've lived in, you know. Yep. And yep. I think that there were certainly periods of time where mm-hmm. it was easy not to be as active in those spaces right. because right. there wasn't anything specifically happening that right. felt really, really aggressively wrong. Yeah. But you know, I. That, that is important to me, and I will, and always have sort of wanted to 
at least do my part. Yeah. I'm just one voice, but yeah. you know. Do you feel, how do you feel about the change that happened last year? Do you feel like it's gonna be sustained change? Do you think it's a blip? Do you, where, where are you on? I mean, it's really hard to tell, okay. to be honest. Yeah. Um, I would love a crystal ball for that one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I make no bones about being a, a, a massive liberal. Right, right. Um, do that's, that's I? That's a good t-shirt. Massive but, liberal. But do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> right, right. I know people chuck yeah. around people's political affiliations right, yep. as if it's a pejorative, but I'm right. like, no, I yeah. fundamentally, that is how my, yeah. my, that is how I am politically and morally yeah. wired up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, Honestly, I think it's really hard to tell, and I think the circumstances in which the Biden-Harris ticket took over yeah. were so unprecedented in the history of humans, right. as far as like it being mid-pandemic and things, that I, I don't know, I think it's quite hard to track what yeah. will necessarily happen yeah. next, because I don't think any rule book that we all had is kind of gone. Yeah. Were you fans? Uh, were, were you a fan of theirs? Were, were they your people, Biden-Harris? Um, First choice? Yeah. No. Who's your Who's your heartbeat? I'd be more of a San, uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, but honestly, I'm. I'll vote party. I mean, I can't vote because I'm not a citizen. Right, but like, right. I will. You know, I was obviously going to support whoever the um, Democratic ticket was. Yeah. And who else do you admire in politics? Whether they're formally oh, in God. politics or whether. Their politics adjacent. Who who do you admire, um, or feel like you learned from, or wish had a bigger role? I want Michelle Obama to come and like yeah. just yeah. Yeah. step in and actually. Yeah. I mean, she said repeatedly that she yeah. doesn't doesn't intend to, mm. but I just life is long. Life is long, yeah. and that was an amazing family to have, yeah. you know, at the yeah. center of this country and. And I just it feel really like was. That's, and a, I feel that's, like, that's a good way to say it. You know what I mean? It. Yeah, like, it, not just a person, but a family. family. And it yeah. felt like yeah. that was a whole, can, like, a very intact family unit that, yeah. you know, it genuinely felt like they cared as much as everyone else right. when things happened, you yeah. know, that yeah. were not great. Yeah. And what about your prime minister back in? Honestly, in, I haven't followed New Zealand politics okay, particularly okay, well, okay. but Jacinda Ardern um, mm. really, really handled the pandemic like yeah, a boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not to trivialize it by yeah. saying something co so kind yeah. of like, but no, I mean, New Zealand handled the pandemic yeah. brilliantly. Also, you know, things like we're not a country that has a lot of guns. We're not a gun culture. Our cops don't carry guns. There was a huge mass shooting in a mosque, and she immediately right. banned. The you know, automatic yeah. assault rifles or whatever it yeah. was that were. Um, I don't speak gun very well, so. Right. But do you know what I mean? Like, yep, and, yep, and does things yep. kind of very decisively. And, yeah. and and that again, if that's not what you believe in, yeah. I can appreciate that maybe yeah. people don't like that. Yeah. But it's funny because it works. Yeah. <laughs> do you, Do you think if the U.S. had more? I mean, maybe an obvious question. But this is a huge country. Yeah. Like yeah. we're a tiny country. Yeah down, 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 down in the south of the southern hemisphere. You know what I mean? Do you, do you think that approach would be, because also she's young, she's <laughs> your age, mm -hmm. right? Do you think that that kind of approach would be well-received here in the U.S.? Well, no. Okay. 
I think it's too many people to try and get to agree on anything. And as a free election sort of seems to repeatedly show us, this is a really 50-50 divided country. Because there's a part of me that thinks that Stacey Abrams and Jacinda have a little bit oh. in common, maybe. And that and that they both seem to be people who kind of... I've never actually specifically thought of you that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but, no, no, but no. Who kind of get down <laughs> to it. Yeah, and just yeah. roll their sleeves up yeah. and get in there and, and try yeah. to fix things. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, look, that would be great, but I don't know... I know people get very touchy about feeling like they're rights or freedoms are being encroached upon. Um, And that's something that is a little confusing to me when it involves lots of people being killed. Do you find yourself talking to many supporters of Trump? Many Trump supporters? Um, Are they in your circle in any way? I mean, honestly? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, I certainly have friends who are Republicans. Right. But not as much Trump supporters. No, I, I, those are not my people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just not. Yeah. I don't, my values don't align with theirs. And when you think about, because I've been thinking a lot about where we were over the last Mm -hmm. year and whether or not it's sustainable, Mm -hmm. whether or not it'll be a flash in the pan and whether or not we will lose some of the things that Mm -hmm. probably we're both hoping Mm -hmm. we will not just sustain but build upon. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's not go back to normal, please, because normal actually wasn't great. Yeah. Let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it will require, it was interesting, Deepak Chopra said something that really hit me. He said, um, Carlos, I think we have to to restart the conversation. He mm-hmm. said, I think maybe especially people who we may disagree with politically yes. very intently. And I do try. Yeah. I yeah. do, you know, contrary to, yeah. right. you know, popular belief, yeah. like not every liberal doesn't right. look at all sides yeah. of the you know. the argument. I yeah. like to be well-informed and I like yeah. to know what, I like to get my news from an assortment of sides yeah. of political conversations yeah. and also not just from this country, yeah. you know? Um, and I think it's going to be really hard. Yeah, yeah. I think people are, f- in in a lot of ways that I completely support, mm-hmm. are being asked to then make nice with people who were okay with their lives not mattering. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. go be nice to the people who don't care about your existence. Yeah. That's a hard... Right. I'm yeah. not going to be the person that, you know, that's, I don't know how you... Yep, yep. How That's you figure that ask. out. It's a hard ask. Yeah. Tell me about personally, you said 30 years in the business. It's <laughs> kind of crazy yeah. to I think about. I turned 39 about. next month and I did my first job when I was nine. So literally 30 years. Happy birthday early. Thank you. Happy Thank birthday you. early. And happy third decade. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you, do you enjoy it? Like do you, mm-hmm. do you, you still literally yeah. still find joy? Because most of us when we do something for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, Look. I don't enjoy every single second right, of every right. single day of every yep. single job. But yeah, yeah, on the whole, I love my job. And I'm, but I'm also, you know, live in reality where I know right. how, inc- what an incredible privilege it is to yeah. get to do the thing that you love, yeah. to get to do it in the way that I get to do it. Yeah. And, you know, to have the sort of, the freedom to do that and, and to have been able to sustain myself and my family. Yeah just off working in the creative performance arts. I mean, yeah. most, that's that's a, a huge privilege, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I am and I also also try to remind myself of that yeah. when I'm feeling grumpy and moody about, you know, <laughs> being cold, tired, or, you know, right, right. all the things. Yeah. And they're like, 
there's literally thousands of people that would kill for your job. <laughs> so this is a pretty good deal. So go have your pity party by yourself, uh, and then uh, get us together. And then come to the other yeah. side. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink that's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I want to try a little rapid fire with oh you. Oh God, you, I'm not. I'm sometimes really <laughs> terrible at these because yeah. my you go. But no, I'm just you know sometimes, sometimes I have bad, boring answers. Really? Yeah. That's okay. We'll take bad, boring answers. Those okay, count sure. too. Um, your favorite book? Ooh. Um. Okay. Um. I'm gonna do a massive shameless plug. Oh. For um. So I became friends over social media yeah. with an amazing activist and author. Um. Frederick Joseph, who wrote this amazing book called The Black Friend that came Ooh. out and hit the New York Times bestseller list within the first week Ooh. during this last year. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, you know, when you sort of find yourself right. following people yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh, I love, I love this that yeah. you have to say. I love this that you yeah. have to say. 
Um, and uh, just when you find people whose minds you're just like, I yeah. agree with every single thing you're yeah. saying right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's actually written sort of um, targeted towards a sort of more youth to young adult audience okay. as well. And it's absolutely brilliant. Wow. Wow. I like that with full enthusiasm. Yes, full enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah, it's already made yeah. all the bestseller lists, but yeah. go make it a few more times. <laughs> the Black Friend. The Black Friend. Um, favorite movie? Hmm. Um, definitely in my top three would be like True Romance or. Um, well, Christian Slater. I mean, like old. Oh yeah. You know. Okay. Um, okay. I think what else? I don't watch a ton of movies. Oh, you don't? Okay. Okay. I okay. am quite a big. Uh, non-fiction documentary consumers. Oh, okay. So, and now, of course, I can't think of what my favorite documentary is right <laughs> off the top of my head because now I'm, good, yeah, I good. know I just said it, but that's, that's but I've probably, you know, throughout the, the lockdown, yeah, yeah. worked my way through all of the streaming yeah. <laughs> offerings in, in yeah. the documentary category. Yeah. Um, mostly, I think, because, I mean, I tell stories that are not real for a living right, and I work right. in narrative film yeah. and I like... I like the real world, mm. and I'm interested in learning. And yeah. I like documentaries too. Mm. I definitely like documentaries. There's uh, one called A Little White Lie. Have you come across that one? No. It, it's a really good one. True story set in uh, New York. Really interesting. I won't give it away. Okay. But a young woman put together this wonderful documentary. It's a little autobiographical, okay. but it pulls back oh, awesome. and it tells a wonderful awesome. story. I'm always yeah. dying to have a yeah. good documentary yeah, recommend yeah, yeah. because yeah. sometimes I end up watching, oh, okay, yeah. this yeah. is not great. But Oh, Nina Simone. Did you find, come across the Nina Simone one? I have not watched that yet. Treat yourself. Okay. Treat yourself. Take good care okay. of yourself. That's okay. a good one. Okay. 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 Most beautiful place you've ever been to? New Zealand's pretty beautiful. Yeah. But sure. I grew up there, so I kind yeah. of took that for granted. Yeah. Um, I love, and I don't travel much for pleasure, so yeah, yeah, yeah. my options are not massively <laughs> extensive here. Okay, okay. Um, I've traveled in Italy a, a, oh, a fair okay. amount, yeah. um, and the Amalfi Coast is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Ooh, 100%. Mm. In fact, I always say it's so beautiful, it almost looks made up. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It looks like those made up postcards yeah. you see at the airport. Yeah, you're yeah. like, no, 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 that's yeah. not real. Well, New yeah. Zealand looks like that too to outsiders. It's like, no, it doesn't yeah. look like that. I'm like, yeah. no, it actually does. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, absolutely beautiful part of the world. All right, where would you love to go that you haven't gone yet? God, there's so many places. Um, um, I've been to Tokyo to do like press promo, yeah. like the Lost in Translation right. weird like film visits. <laughs> right, right. But I've never seen anything outside yeah. of Tokyo in Japan. Oh, um, okay. That would be... No Kyoto, no. No, I've just oh. flown in, done the thing, yeah. and then, you know, right. you leave. Yeah. Um, would love to travel more there. Um, never been to India. I've never been to Thailand. I've never been, oh. like, there's loads of places on my. Lots of good opportunities. You know, yeah. places that I would love to go yeah. see and just yeah. haven't because, yeah. um, well, I work and I travel for yeah. work. And when yeah. we're not traveling for work, we're yeah. usually going to one or other of our yeah. families. And yeah. that's really what we do with our spare time. Yeah. So, yeah. best lesson you've learned about parenting? Oof. Um, Really and truly don't judge other parents. Mm. Mm. You do. You never have any idea what exactly is going on for them in that moment that you see somebody doing something that you're like, oh, I would never. And like, just, it's very, uh, it's very humbling, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yes, 
obviously we, I, you know, have a nanny that when, my, when I'm working or we have help and like, I'm not, you know, like doing it all by myself and I have a wonderful supportive husband. But that doesn't mean that you don't kind of come to the end of your rope sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, it's, um, it's one of those things where I think it's really easy to sit back from afar and, and pass judgment. You tend to be more fun mom, more strict mom? Strict mom. Really? Yeah, 100%. I, I felt that, and you said it without hesitation. Yeah, I, there's no, there, there's, that's, you know, there's good cop, bad right, cop. Right, yep, yep. In our house, it's bad cop, crap cop, because he's not even a cop at all. <laughs> okay, so you've got double duty, basically, is what no, you're saying. No, but actually, and, and, and in all uh, seriousness, though, uh, like, I'm a very orderly person. I'm uh, very structured. I'm yeah, very disciplined about uh, everything. Uh, I mean, it's not like my husband isn't, but uh, I also think it's really important for kids to have that balance. Yeah. And so... For starters, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have a family with that person was I didn't want someone as tightly wound as myself. Uh, yeah. Um, and also that, you know, it's it, it's all about it all evens out. Yeah. You know. And where do you think the tightly wound comes from? I'm leaving. I'm leaving uh, rapid fire for two seconds. Mm. Where do you think it, it comes from? I think it's just my personality. Just right? your personality. Yeah. It's, it's nature. It's not yeah. nurture or anything like that. I mean, but also you know I've. I've been sort of self-sufficient and yeah. sort of my own safety net for yeah. a very long time. And yeah. I'm I'm used to yeah. making structure and sticking yeah. to it and yeah. that kind of being how, yeah. and obviously as soon as you think you have plans, the right. universe goes, ha ha. Right. Um, but right. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't try. Yeah, yeah. Most interesting thing you've learned about love. Ooh. Well, it's kind of a living, breathing thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's not just an abstract concept and it sort of moves and evolves yeah. and grows as you grow with your, you know, your partner, if yeah. you're, if you, if you have one or you, whoever, or other forms of love, right, you know, right, like parental right, love yeah. and that it's, but this is incredibly precious, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and needs to be protected. Yeah. Have you gotten better at that? Do you feel like over time? I mean, I, I've always really valued, because I'm a, I'm a very kind of, I was a very, very private, yeah. very shy kind right. of, you know, introvert. I'm still an introvert, but um, I've just gotten better at talking to Oh, is to that people. right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I'm really good one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Put me in a large room of people, and yeah. I'm very happy to be the person standing in the back corner, okay. like, playing with the playlist <laughs> on the iPhone. You know what I mean? Like, okay. and not, or, like, helping in the kitchen and not, like, having to do Will, the, will you do karaoke? Uh, I have. Okay. But okay. it's not my, that's not my comfort gotta zone. Coke, gotta coax you a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, okay. it's not, it's not my, okay. my comfort zone actually yeah. is not standing up in front of other people right. and making a spectacle of myself. <laughs> Which is funny and ironic, given everything else. And I else, am fully but, leaning okay. into the irony okay. of that. Okay, um, okay, But, yeah, no, um, no, I've always, I've always really valued the people in my life who are important and loyal and loving and, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's important to me. And I think yeah. that always really has been. Yeah. And also I feel like in this, in this line of work, there's yeah. a lot of fair weather friends right. and people that kind of come and go and yeah. you, you do learn to yeah. who your people are yeah. and who your, who really has your back. I sense you got some very good stuff from your mom. Yeah, my mom's I, awesome. I, I sense you yeah. got you got a really good deal. I got I got a good deal when it came to yeah. moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sense you got a no, good my deal. Mom's amazing. Yeah. yeah, which uh, which yeah, set you and, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. you know, I just 
Oh, I'm very lucky in that yeah. way. If you could have dinner with anyone, dead Ooh. or alive, Ooh. who would you love to have dinner with? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I've honestly, I know that's one of those questions yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. literally never thought about it. Yeah, okay. So, um, who immediately came to your mind? Did someone flash? Actually, literally what yeah. came to mind was, can yeah. we make it coffee? Because it's really awkward talking while you're eating. I love this. Okay, I love this. Okay, go with this. You're making this yours. So, so, no, so just, that, was actually what went through my, that was actually what went through my mind. Was okay, like, okay. I'm not really right. a fan of- um, Of dinner, okay. Well, meeting people over yeah. Yeah. meals because right. then everyone, and that's just, I don't yeah. know, yeah. the chewing mouthful thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, that's way off topic. Um, <laughs> No, I'm trying to think who would be really interesting. God, there's so many people. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would be really it'd be interesting to yeah. meet some of, you know, sort of the previous generations of my family that obviously yeah. were not no longer around, yeah. you know. Oh, I love that answer. I've never had anyone give that. I love that answer. That is, that I, as you say yeah. that, that makes me, I never got to meet my grandfather, really, uh -huh. my father's father, mm -hmm. and I would have enjoyed that kind and, of window and into knowing, it. And knowing, getting yeah. to know more about, yeah. you know, who we are as a yeah. family, you yeah. know? Um, That's a great answer. That may be... No one specific, yeah. but like, yep. but I would, that would, that would really intrigue me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so when you were doing Flack, mm -hmm. and you've worked with Ina for... Oh, yes. A long time. Obligatory, embarrass my publicist question. Uh, embarrass yes. your publicist, embarrass your wonderful publicist yes. uh, question. Uh, question. Um, how much did you lean on her for this? Or not at you, all, because she's not nothing like this character. Okay, okay. And we don't do, we don't do that stuff. Okay, okay. Like I, okay. Robin and Flack and that client base. Wait, am I able to look over at Ina and yes, see you are. if she that's? Probably, yes, there. No, she's. Ina, is there is there any of you no, in this character? No, none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went a little with the more um, right. sensationalized. Right, 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 right. <laughs> It makes for better makes for better viewing yeah. if you um, if you model it based off of people who do handle the more kind of crisis driven yeah. tabloidy kind of yeah. uh, type clientele, which um, frankly I'm delightfully boring. So <laughs> and I'm, no, I'm, I'm you don't you don't cause that kind of mischief. Well, look. It's not like I've never done anything right. dumb right. when I was young, right. but right. like, you know, right. I've also lived in the public eye my whole life, so right. I've always been very aware of, right. you know, things that, what you do and say hangs around forever. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um... Did, did you feel that weight as soon as you won the Academy Award, or you felt that even once you had this professional acting gig and you were now seen as an actor? Um, it wasn't really, I mean, I didn't do any press when I was little. My okay. mom, I was, I was really, really shy and yeah. it would have, I mean, I think there's somewhere probably footage of <laughs> when they tried to do the EPK interview right. with me right. Right. for, for the piano, yeah. it was literally unusable because they were just, they asked questions, <laughs> you know, the thing where you're supposed to put the, the question into the answer. Yeah. I was just like, it was fun. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. Right. Yep. Right. Uh, like just. I mean, I had no clue, but also yeah. what I'm very grateful for as far as, as far as my mother was also, she had no desire to artificially grow me up really quickly to be good at these things that small children yeah. 
really don't need to be good at. Like, yeah. why does a nine-year-old yeah. need to know how to give sound bites? Yeah. I'm mean, look. There's plenty of kids that are really yeah. outgoing right. and kind of yeah. like that anyway. I wasn't. Yeah. And so sh there was no kind of push to force me to yeah. do that. And frankly, once. I was a few more films in, and right. it was going to become a thing I was going to have to do. That is why, yeah. Ina. Yeah, right, right. All of a sudden, came and saved well, the day. Yeah. But, it's, but yeah. it was more to, you know, also guide and protect because right. I was a kid, and yeah. that wasn't that wasn't my world. That wasn't a world we knew anything about. So, did you know other kids who started in the business around the time you did? Me at the time. Yeah. No. So you were... You're, you're always the kid in the were, movie. Do you know what I mean? Kid, like, there's yeah. only one kid right. in a mo movie. So, you know, you're mostly just hanging around with... Sorry, but boring grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> like, being the only child on right. set. And is, so what do you do? Do you sit and you just well, read? You do or school what do you do? And you're doing school in your okay. off time. Okay. But, you know, okay. it's... Okay. So... Okay. It's only as you kind of get a bit older where it's like, yeah. oh, I get to work with people my age yeah. and actually make friends. Yeah. And, you know, and that's... um. Yeah. And that's really fun. And one of the one of the super cool things about about Flack is yeah. that it's this amazing lineup of women, okay. and that and that we did all become really dear, close, amazing friends. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that yeah. in yeah. that way that yeah. people do, because so often also there's only one girl in the movie, or like oh. there's the girl or yeah. the girlfriend or the wife, yeah. and women don't often get to share the screen together right. in that kind of true ensemble way. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, not as much. Yeah. And and that was a really beautiful thing to get to be a part of and get to be also, because obviously I developed an yeah. enemy P on it, that, you know, crafting yeah. us collectively that ensemble. Did you actively work to yes. create that kind of yes. uh, energy? Yes. Interesting. What kind of stuff did you do? Did you Honestly, I just... Yeah. I, I'm just around all the time. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yep, right, like yep. even there's even the the moments Robin's not on set, right. on camera. I'm yeah. there all the time, and I I'm living and breathing all of those scenes for all of the other women. And like I just want to, even if it's like even if it doesn't matter, even yeah. if it's not a big deal, and like you could go home. It's like yeah. I just want to, you know. And we all kind of ended up doing that for each other. It's yeah. like if someone has a really big thing coming up that they're one of them, be like the little, the little girl crowd, right. um, you know, just sort of huddling by, just be like, yeah. we're just here to make sure you're okay afterwards, yeah. you know. And that, that is really good. That's you know, really and good it's just energy. Taking care of taking care yeah. of each other. Yeah. And, but like really, right. like right. you know. And then by season two, because we've known each other for now quite a long time, like yeah. it's just those are really really like real bonds and real relationships and it's it doesn't always happen and um i feel really lucky have you learned anything from this character like i heard you say earlier that you get to inhabit these different characters yeah. have you learned anything from this character that you would actually apply in your life oh i mean <laughs> or teach Ina. <laughs> no, no 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 i was gonna say um Robert is many things, but I'm not sure role model is one of them. Um, if anything, I think it's a, kind of an interesting study in um, dealing with your own demons before okay. they actually kind of eat you alive. And I know a lot of people, you know, you most people have things that, you know, yep. Yep. some thoughts Every, along Everyone's got own. some. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And... And I think it's really easy to try to kind of, you know, you put it in a box, mm -hmm. you shove it on the shelf, mm -hmm. and you're like, 
I'm just gonna pretend that's not there no. because I'm really busy right now. Yeah, right. It's eventually, you know, yeah. whatever your way of processing things is, but uh -huh. like things tend to have a way of rearing up. They're not gonna if, stay in the box. Yeah, if they're real, yeah. like kind of core issues and yeah. sort of, or, or sort of deep, deep wounds, yeah. you know, yeah. and I mean, that would be, you know, Robin probably should have been in therapy a yeah. whole lot and right. way younger. <laughs> <laughs> Advice to a younger, uh, to a younger yeah. one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but her kind of um, living on the edge of sanity and safety yeah. is also what makes her amazing at her job. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's it's hard. Yeah. So fast forward for me now, if, if that's the way you think, it may not mm. be the way you think, but if I were to get together with you 30 years from now, and we get together here, what do you think would have happened? What do you think, um, if you had to guess, what do you think? Well, I have every intention of continuing to tell stories and yeah. create what sometimes turns out to be art and sometimes yeah. turns out to be a big old mess <laughs> or somewhere in between. Um, and that, you know, that, that I'm happy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I think that, but for me, I feel like a big part of that is not having such a rigid idea of where I'm going right. and where I want to end up. Because to me, I kind of feel, not that I don't have sort of fantasy plans, but that if there's not a concrete roadmap, then you're not disappointed with where you end up. Yeah. I don't have a kind of, oh, I want to do this by a certain age or yeah. by, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I hope I'm still telling interesting stories that yeah. people want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, but it feels like that is a good thing to make sure that you get to enjoy the journey. Yeah. And that you aren't rushing Not it. that everyone's happy all yep. the time, yep. but yep. That, yep. I mean like, you know, that it's, and that also if this isn't what I want to be doing yeah. and it's yeah. no longer actually yeah. fulfilling anything for me, that yeah. I step aside and let someone else who wants to be doing it do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. Yep. Because I think um, being jaded yeah. and or bitter yeah. is not a Something great... Something tells me I could also see you being a good teacher. I know your mom was a you teacher. You know, i got to be honest, I'm actually a dreadful teacher. Oh, you are? Oh, no, Why? I'm a terrible teacher. Because? Because? Well, in this fun exercise where all yeah. parents became homeschool teachers <laughs> right, in the right. last year... You got fired from the job? You got removed? No, uh, I fired myself. Okay. okay. Um... Right. As it turns out, being very academic and having been, sorry, but good at school yourself, does not translate into being a great teacher. Um, I, uh, I am not good at that. Okay, okay. It is a highly, highly skilled job that many people underappreciate. Maybe a little less so now. I was going to say, I was going to say. Everyone was like, oh my God, I never knew how hard teaching was. Like, well, you clearly weren't raised by teachers. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, for which I am not qualified. Yeah. And, and um, you know, shout out to teachers yeah. who have also had to, like, figure out how to wrangle whole classrooms full yeah. of kids via Zoom and all yeah. this, you know. It's sort of comedic being the parents at home yeah. complaining about it, but, yeah. you know. No, I'm not. I'm not qualified, and yeah. and as it turns out, not really cut out for it. I'm I'm not as patient as I would like to be. Huh? <laughs> yet or at all? Kind of in general, as it okay, turns out. Okay, are you not gonna put a yet on that? Okay. I mean, maybe I will mellow. Right. 
Right. But, you know, I um, also the, yeah, I yeah, it's um. No, I'm not a good teacher. It's, it's, it's not. It won't be your thing. No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Um, but massive respect yeah. for those for whom that is their yeah. their passion. Yeah. Something tells me she's gonna run up when we meet 30 years from now. She's gonna, are you gonna be running? Yeah. Oh God, I hope I still have my knees by then, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> she's gonna run up here. This is so beautiful that Isn't you get it? to live here. It's what, amazing. What a wonderful. No, it's beautiful. And do you spend enough time on the water, on the mm -hmm. beach? Do you? Yeah. Do the kids like it? They love it. Do they? Yeah. It's, uh, it's the best backyard. Oh, what a good way to say it. And also I'm from New Zealand, which is two, two tiny islands. Yeah surrounded by beaches so yeah. to me and it's specific this is yeah. like you know kind of yeah. feels like home yeah i mean that movie here well uh thank you for being my first in person oh my god i really thank appreciate you so much. that thank, thank you for you, that thank you and um and uh i hope it's not the last I yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Come back let's do this again, again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carlos Watson Show podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel every Thursday, already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.